We love you and we bless you, Lord God, and we thank and praise you. Father, I ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today. And Lord, I ask that you just allow us to hear from heaven so that we will be healed spiritually, physically, mentally, and in every way. And Lord, feed us from heaven so that we will understand and know the hope of our calling. And we give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise God. Amen. So we're talking about being in pursuit of God. Amen. We all need to pursue God. Even more now than ever, it's so important for us to pursue God. Amen. Now, when you pursue something, you chase it. How many of you are chasing God? Amen. Hallelujah. You know, I believe in this uh, time, you're going to have to follow him and pursue him to get a get a breakthrough. Amen. See, God's already done it, but to get it to manifest, you know, you have to know. Number one, you got to know that God will. And some of us, you know how it is when you've been in battle for a long time and you say, I'm tired, and you start, well, it hasn't happened yet. You start thinking and wondering, you know, well, did God say or is he still going to do this? But see, this is the time to move closer, and that's all God is after. When I got that breakthrough in my mind, I was straight. I said, oh, okay, all you want me to do is come closer. And then we had a prophecy by Pastor Barb, I think it was, during the conference and and it was first given at the empowerment the rejoice detroit which he said come closer go a little deeper come a little closer so it's already been prophetically told to us that we need to come a little closer go a little deeper amen that's why god is deep i don't listen to people say god ain't god's deep you know it's just like this but you you don't get weird when people want to get deep with them, then they're untouchable. They want to be all spiritual and just fake. You can get be deep with God, yet still be who you are. Because God, amen, because God loves us the way we are. He made us just the way we are. But he is uh, deep that, that, because God is not on the level of, of natu- the natural realm. He's not on that level. He's on a deeper level. And so you have to go a little deeper, come a little closer, and this is all God wants. So how do you come a little closer to God? By being in hot pursuit of him. Amen. So you have to pursue him. When you pursue things, you chase it, you stalk it. You, know, you remember them boyfriends that you liked in high school? Amen. And some of y'all do it now. You ain't telling nobody or you used to before you got born again. But when you're interested in something, you follow it. Or the, or the meaning, the, uh, it says to quest after, to search for, or to aim at. Uh, another meaning is the word goal, because that's your goal. Objective. An attempt to overtake. So we need to attempt to overtake the Lord, overtake this. Now, now, how do we know that this is what God wants? Because his word, because his word. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, the, the word says that those who seek me will find me. And so you have to seek God and be desperate to seek him like the deer that pants for water. Amen. You have to want to seek God. Why? Because you want to see heaven right here on earth. And that's, that's the joy of your salvation plus 
everything that's promised to you in the covenant. Amen. You want to see covenant blessings come to pass right here on earth. So you have to seek God, come a little closer, you know, go a little deeper so that you can find him. So pursuing is our responsibility. It's not God's uh, responsibility to pursue us, although he does. He pursues us when he says we, when he sees that we're just too knuckleheaded to spend time with him, he will search you search for you because he loves he does that because he he knows it's like we're worth it to him he wants to to have a relationship with us and this is all he's trying to do is have a relationship a deep relationship with us not just a superficial relationship but a deep relationship with him amen so those who seek him will find him amen and we need to give god our full attention because he's the one that we need. We don't need everything else. All we need is God. And so if we need him and we know that we need him, why do we pursue other things? And we put God on the bottom of the list. We always pursue friends, somebody that you can talk to. You know, you want somebody to understand you or be in your corner. You know, and that's why we do that. But God is in our corner. We forget about God. And another, and another thing, God is the best witness because he sees everything. Amen. You don't need another human witness when you got God because God sees all things. He knows how things happen. He ain't confused about anything. Amen. He knows the beginning to the end. And if we would seek him and serve him and make him our... See, this is the thing. God is, he wants an intimate relationship. Because, you know, he's the bride. He, he's the bride, bride's groom, and we're the bride. And so you know what a close relationship that is. And so if we're the bride and he's the bride's groom, then that's an intimate relationship. And this is what God wants. And he don't like it because we ain't intimate with him. Are y'all here today? So, you know, it's not that we don't have a relationship, but it ain't intimate. Where you seek and search like a deer pant for water. How many of us, you know, when we get in a tight, you know how it is when you get in a tight? (laughs) And you say, oh, God, we're supposed to be like that every day. Every day, not just in need. Amen. Hallelujah. So this is what God is looking for, intimacy. Amen. Are y'all here today? Hallelujah. Give your full attention to him. We need to get lost in God like we get lost in the, in the guy that looks so cute. Amen. Why? Because we're his beloved. Amen. He says, my beloved is mine and I am his. We are his beloved. And if somebody is your beloved, then that's an intimate relationship and we cut it off and God doesn't like that. Amen. But, you know, we're busy trying to get things from people in the natural when if you be intimate with God, he'll give you everything that you need. Amen. Hallelujah. God is a romantic. Well, how do I know? Because of the Songs of Solomon. That book is an intimate, romantic book. Amen. Where he talks about, you know, it's just like he's talking to his bride like he's talking to his his, uh, wife. Because that's what we are, you know. And so he's talking and saying intimate things about uh, me and you. 
And so this is how we need to look at our relationship with him. Amen. And God says we're worth it. He searches for us if we're too crazy to search for him because we're worth his love. All he wants to do is shed his love upon us and shed it abroad. But he wants to shed it in our hearts. If you don't walk in love, then you have nothing. Amen. Hallelujah. So the Songs of Solomon is telling us in these verses, and that's Songs of Solomon 2. If you'll turn there to Songs of Solomon 2, verse 15 and 16. And it talks about how much God loves us with an intimate love. And that's how we know God is an intimate lover. He is the lover of our souls. Amen? Hallelujah. And he loves us. So let's go to verse 15, Songs of Solomon, chapter 2. Hallelujah. Oh, it would be nice if I turned there. Let's go to verse 14. Let's start in 14. And it says, O my dove, in the cleft of the rock. In the secret place of the cliff, let me see your face. Let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. Amen. Now, God is telling us right now that we are good for him to look at. Amen. He wants to look, and we're worth looking at. And so sometimes when the world can tell you you don't look right, or you can think, and most of us think that. Something's all we can always find something wrong, but God doesn't see it like that. He says, You're worth me looking at you because your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. Verse 15 it says, Catch us the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vines, for our vines have tender grapes. And this is talking the little foxes are those things that creep in, wrong conversations, wrong friends. Amen. Wrong, going to see a wrong movie. Just those little subtle things. You know, having the wrong thing on your internet. When I see people who want to, what's that, befriend me and I see something wrong on there, I I, I click the disc, get rid of you. Because I don't want that in my spirit. Amen. Mm -mm. See, that's just a little fox. And that's how foxes creep in creep into your spirit man and you have to block that stuff out because whether you know it or not that stuff sticks amen and see it don't it's a seed song and it creeps up a little bit later and it's very uh what's that word can i use subtle yeah and see you don't know it at the time but the devil has more of that and more of that and more of that sneak a little cuss word in, and this and that defiles your spirit. So those are the little foxes that spoil the vine. In verse fifteen, it says, "For our vines have tender grapes, and our vines is what's on the inside of us. Is our spirit man that has a lot of knowledge and wisdom, amen. A lot of godliness, and those little foxes are induced <laughs> in us." to spoil the vines or spoil everything good that we have and so we must be careful on what we look at what we say who we talk to 
Amen. Sometimes you can tell when people have been in bad conversations because the whole attitude changes, but you can, it's hard to realize. But you can tell if you're looking, you know. And sometimes when you ain't looking, you still can see it because it has an effect on it, it affects us more than we know amen and so we have to be aware beware of the foxes because your vines have tender grapes what's on the inside of those grapes are, are a wealth of knowledge revelation you know that's the ability to uh, lead a person to the lord Pray over them. Lay hands on the sick. That's all in the vine, the tender grapes. And you don't, it's all on the vines. You know, Jesus is, is the vine and we're the, what's that scripture? We're the branches. And so your branches have a lot of a wealth, I should say, of information and ability. Those are where the, um, the gifts and the callings are. And you can't let the foxes come in and spoil what's on the vine. Amen. And it's all uh, connected to the Lord Jesus Christ because we are in him and he's in us. But you cannot let this foreign stuff uh, uh, accumulate on the inside of us. Let's see, verse 16 says, My beloved is mine and I am his. And that's us. It says, He feeds his flock among the lilies. Amen. Well, he feeds his flock among the lilies. Amen. So in other words, God is an, an ultimate lover. I'll leave it. He's the ultimate lover of our souls. And we need to uh, carry or maintain our relationship with him as a personal love affair and not as uh, something that's distant and keeping him at arm's length. Because everybody know how to have something intimate to say to somebody. Well, God wants to hear that. He wants us to feel intimately and think intimately about him and not allow that, allow that to be given to man. God, that's why the Bible says God's a jealous God, because he wants all of that intimacy for himself. Amen. This is how you get the right husband, the right relationships. Amen. This is how, by being intimate with God. And so then what he does, he lays a foundation for you to live and walk in, and he'll put, you, put a guard around you so that you don't walk into the wrong thing. But when we save up everything we have for mere man, it all goes away. It does not work, and it cannot work because we don't put God first. Amen. But we're learning. We're learning. And, and it's wonderful that God gives us second, third, and fourth chances. Amen. To get it right. Only thing with the timing now is no time for it's no time for failure. It's no time to play around with God. It's no time because you know we're at a place in the kingdom where the well, in other words, the kingdom of God is at hand, and there's no time for playing anymore. Amen. So God is warning us about those foxes. Now, what else is fox? Foxes are distractions. Any kind of distraction is a fox. Amen. Well, that didn't go over well, but it's still true. <laughs> and the foxes will try to get in there and spoil, spoil your love affair with God. You have a love affair with him. He'll make sure that he find that person that will carry on the same type of intimate love affair with you where it will work. Amen. Amen. It will work. Amen. 
So ultimately, nothing can compare with the love of God. No spouse, no buddy, no bestie, no boyfriend, no soulmate. These people kill me talking about a soulmate. Ain't no such thing. You know, Jesus is the lover of your soul, and that's the only kind of soulmate you will ever have. Amen. But you see how, how, how can I say, the world has caused us to substitute God and put people in his place. I, I want my soulmate. Your soulmate is Jesus. Amen. But you know, people say that all the time, and I always wonder, what are they talking about? Because back in the day, when I was coming up, there was no such thing as a soulmate. That's new age, and it's crazy. Amen. And people go on the internet, which is the most fake thing there is, and say, I found my soulmate. So you can look and tell where they're finding the soulmate. They're fishing in a well that they shouldn't even be fishing in anyway. Amen. Not saying that you can't find a man on there or a woman. Yeah, you can. But is that the person God wants you with? Amen. That's all I'm saying. Okay, song, Songs of Solomon. Let's flip over to chapter 8. Songs of Solomon, or is there an eight? Yeah, chapter eight, verse seven. It says, Many waters cannot quench love, nor can the floods drown it. If a man would give for love, if a man would give for love all the wealth of his house, it would be utterly despised. So let me read that again. If a man would give for love all the wealth of his house, it would be utterly despised. Amen. Did I do that in the Amplified? Let's see. Many waters cannot quench love, neither can floods drown it. If a man would offer, this is the Amplified. If a man would offer all the goods of his house for love, he would utterly be scorned and despised. So, God's love is genuine. You can't, you can't, you can't put stuff in the place of God's love. This is what it's saying. Because God's love is so genuine. It's the most genuine thing you will ever have. Amen. It's pure and it's all powerful. And without it, we have nothing. We have nothing without God's love. And if we think we have love of people or, you know, we need to stop this trying to be popular with people. It's just so crazy. It's so fleshy and crazy. It's just the wrong thing to do. Amen. So seek God with all diligence, with fervency, and allow love to rule in your heart. See, this is why rule is God's love is not in our hearts. It's not in our hearts because we're trying to love the wrong thing. Amen. We're trying to love wrong. You have to love right. Amen. So it's time for us to move into maturity and understand our relationship with God. And that's why I believe a lot of us don't have a relationship with God because we don't understand his relationship. Amen. We don't understand his, our relationship. We don't understand it. You can't have what you don't understand. Hallelujah. Come here, Jasmine. We, we, you can't understand what you don't have. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. And so we need to understand, and this is why I believe the Songs of Solomon is in the Word, because God is trying to explain to us the type of 
spouse he wants. <laughs> and that's us. Don't you want don't you want the right kind of spouse? Amen. You want the right spouse. Amen. And so God wants us to understand his relationship so that we'll understand the depth, length, height of his love. Amen. It's in Ephesians. And so God wants us to understand that. So it's time for us to move into maturity and not okay, and not continue to have a half relationship with God. God wants us to have the fullness. Amen. The fullness of him. And part of having the fullness of God is having him, all of him, in his magnitude. Isn't that wonderful? So much of God till you just came. You know, I, I remember when I first got born again. Well, no, I wasn't first born again. I had been born again for many years, but I first got received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I had an encounter with God, and it was a love relationship. And I admit it's not as intense as it used to be because we get busy doing stuff doing ministry and all this stuff but i was so thankful i had been born, uh, baptized in the holy ghost for a couple years and i the devil stole it and i get people all the time they say well i prayed in the, in tongues before but i stopped and see that's because people don't understand it so anyway i let the devil steal my tongues but i was baptized again in the holy spirit and then god just took me away and that's why the songs of solomon where it says take me away with me i understand see if you haven't had that you need to pray for god to get that because once you have that oh my goodness (laughs) and then after that i started looking at my husband funny like who are you because you you take people out of the equation and you put god in there where people are and it's not right it's not a right relationship and so we need to like the bible says in the songs of solomon come away with me and god will if you re, all you have to do is just release yourself to him and allow him to take you where off to a place where there is no problems and he relates to you you relate to him you feel you feel protected and safe and once you have that relationship, you can keep it going forever and ever. But that was my first relationship with him or encounter with him. And I'm telling you, after that, I, this is, I knew God was real. I came out of religion because I had a lot of religion on me being in the Baptist church for 20 years. I came out of religion. I knew his voice. You know, my sheep know my voice. I was a sheep just going like this when I came out of that church like this because i didn't know his voice i knew his voice and i knew everything that i needed to know to get me from one plateau to another and and i always think back about that first encounter with god and it was definitely an intimate that's why i know that this stuff is real and you can have that everybody need to pursue that if you've never had a a personal encounter with god you know and i'm just not talking about just praying and getting his direction but this is intimacy like he's your lover amen amen so take that and let your mind play with that (laughs) amen they tell me what y'all do amen 
purchase the book or whatever. I don't know. I'll do a book. Read the Songs of Solomon. How about that? <laughs> Amen. But it's a, it's a going away with him where he takes you away in the supernatural realm where he talked to you and showed you some things that are to come. And it's such a wonderful thing. And, and I had never had that. And I had been saved for a long time. And I was in, and I'm going to tell you a lot, most of that, that religion dropped off of me. That crazy thinking dropped off of me. And those wrong ideas about God and who he was and who he is dropped off of me. And I was able to understand his language. So this is something that's needed, especially in the end times. I believe things are going to get so bad, we're going to have to rely. We're going to have to rely on our relationship with him. And if you don't have an intimate relationship, you're going to, get, you're going to have fear. You're going to have doubt, fear. All those foxes are going to come in and try to attack you. And so this is so much needed in this. You know, I've never preached out of the Psalms of Solomon. Maybe once. But, you know, for this end time, this is what has, we have to have. So God is trying to capture our attention to get us to see the depths of his love. Amen. God is releasing, but this is the thing. He wants us to do it in a, in a, uh, he don't want to just see you want once. He wants to see you continually. So this is a continual relationship with him amen so um come let's see covenant love is so much different from convenient love now convenient amen convenient love is that natural love and we need that because we are natural people well we're also spirit people we're spirit beings first we're a spirit being so you need that spiritual love more than you need that natural love in other words we need the covenant love better than the convenient love amen hallelujah that convenient love just takes care of a need for a little while it ain't even for a season it's for a day or two then you write back down you write back depressed you write back not trusting you write back angry all of that stuff because convenient love is for a purpose it's for when you have a relationship with God and God finds that perfect person for you, then the both of you go in together to seek God and to come away with him. You know, the spouse is supposed to enjoy that with you. Amen. And then when that's enjoyed between two people, then you're able, God is able to set you together so that you will continue in this uh, personal love affair, but it's an extension of God. Are y'all here? It's an extension of what you have from God. And that's why most marriages don't work. They don't work because God don't have nothing to do with it. He He ain't there. Amen? And so God wants us to trust him and see when we have an intimate love affair with God, he releases stability in our lives amen by teaching us to know his love when you know god's love you don't hunt after people and you don't need people amen and you you you're thankful for your spouse that god gave you and the two of you together not that you can't go separately 
but but he's he understands your time with God and you understand his time with God. Amen. And it makes for a good mix. If it's not like that, it don't last cuz we can only do so much. Amen. You can only survive crazy for so long. And then somebody's going to want to pull out. You understand what I'm saying? So, amen. So we God teaches us to discern Amen. From and He wants us to discern the the covenant from the convenient love affair. Amen. Or practices of love, I should say. Amen. So we need the real thing that God offers us. We don't need the false. We need the real. So the system of men is failing. Amen. It's failing. Amen. In other words, man will let you down. Man's love and affection will fail you. Why? Because it's supposed to. Because it can't take the place of God. Don't let it take the place of God in your life. Let's go to Psalm 105. Because see then, when you let man's love interfere with your relationship with God, you headed for a crash. Repentance is, you can always repent and get back with God before everything fall apart, which is good. God is so forgiving and loving. Amen. Psalm 105, verse 4. Well, let's read 3. It says, Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord. So we must seek the Lord. Rejoice in it. Be happy about it. Be thankful for it. Verse 4 says, Seek the Lord and his strength and his face forevermore. So when you seek the Lord, he puts on put on strength. Amen. Hallelujah. Awake and put on strength. And this is what this is one way that you do it. You can't put on strength without knowing the strength giver. Amen. So you have to put on strength. Verse 5 says, "Remember his marvelous works which he has done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth." Hallelujah. Verse 6, "O seed of Abraham, his servant, you children of Jacob, his chosen ones, he is the Lord of our God. His judgments are in all the earth. In verse 8 says, he remembers his covenant forever. So God is in covenant with us. And this is why we can have a love relationship with him. Because we're in covenant with him. Amen. He's responsible for us. But it's our responsibility to seek him. Seek him early. Seek him late. We're to seek him. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's see. Uh, I think this is the Amplified. I'm hoping it is in verse 4. It says, seek and, and, yeah, this is the Amplified. Seek and inquire of the Lord and crave him and his strength. And his strength, that word strength means his might and his inflexibility to temptation. So not only are you seeking him, you're seeking his ways. Amen. See, we want to draw. We want to draw from God all that there is to draw. We need to draw from him everything that we can. Amen. When we seek God, he changes us. In other words, our identity changes. You're not who you used to be. When you seek God and you start an intimate relationship with him, he changes our identity 
In other words, we start to know who we are. We realize we're covenant people. And, you know, we start expecting those covenant blessings to come into our lives. Amen. When you know who you are, when you have a relationship with him. This, but some people will not have a, relation, a personal relationship. They don't want one. They're too scared. They're scared. All it takes is repentance, but they won't. They're not going to do it. Amen. Because it's the devil. See, pride gets in there. And pride will tell you, you got that or you don't need that. Most of the time, pride tells you, you don't need that. What you got is good enough. Amen. But it's not. God always wants to give us more. Amen. There's always more to God. And he wants us to get the more. Amen. We'll talk a little bit about that in in a little bit. So our ultimate relationship with God keeps us from allowing our bodies to crave any carnal thing. And now you know why sometimes we fail at keeping our bodies pure. Because our relationships with, with God's not intimate. It's like this. If you have intimacy with him, that's all you need. That's all the intimacy you need. Amen. Amen. So if you're, if you're married and your, your spouse is born again, the two of you have that intimacy with him. But if you are single, I don't even know why I keep going to this. I don't know now. And you, if you're single and you feel like so desperately like you need another person in your life, it's because you're not receiving the intimacy from God. That's what I'm saying. Amen. And the sooner you find that intimacy with God, the sooner he'll release somebody for you. Amen. You know why it has to go like that? Because he has to be sure that when you receive a person in your life, you can handle it. Amen. And and it'll sustain. You'll know how to sustain it. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, if an unbeliever want to go, God says, let him go. I ain't saying don't do that. But, you know, if he he wants to stay, let him stay. When he gets to the place where he want to go... God says, whatever you lose for the sake of the gospel, you'll surely retrieve it. Amen. So let me clear that up. That's in the back of some minds. Let me clear that one up. Amen. Now we'll move forward. (laughs) Amen. It ain't about you throwing nobody out, cussing them out. It's about if the unbeliever don't want to exist in a home with you and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Let them leave. but, But it says... And this is why. It says because God has called you to peace. That's why. God wants peace for everybody. He don't want you hitting nobody upside the head with a mayonnaise jar. Amen. (laughs) He just don't. (laughs) They might not survive. Hallelujah. Amen. It says, (laughs) okay. So we need to crave. We won't crave let me, let me just say this again. Our intimate relationship with God keeps us from allowing our bodies to crave any carnal thing. So God will strip away weights and issues so that he can get the glory out of our lives. Amen. He wants the glory. He don't want you to say, if it weren't for this guy right here, you know, I don't know what I would do. And he's, you know, all this. He wants to get the glory because he's a jealous God. Amen. Hallelujah. So God strips away all of that 
stuff that will cause us to fail if we if we have a personal relationship with him so pursue god seek after him and give him your full attention and learn about him and trust in his goodness and his mercy because he is a mercy giver amen every morning you get a new dose hallelujah hallelujah god will never forsake you and he will never disappoint you and he will meet your needs and do great things for you because he loves us god and see some of us don't know his great love it's like you know that in a carnal fashion you know that in here but you don't know that in here you need to experience that love on the inside amen so god wants us to understand his relationship with us a lot of times we don't pursue him because we don't understand the relationship and we're scared of it a lot of people will not go to god for certain things because they're scared you know why we're scared we don't know him don't know him need to spend more time with him luke 10 hallelujah Luke ten thirty eight. Hallelujah. And this is uh, the story of Mary and Martha, and I believe God will give us uh, God will give us a, 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 a visual of what I'm talking about today. So we need to study the relationship that Mary and Martha had. So if you can write Luke 10:38 down. Martha chased distractions. No, I'm sorry. She chose distractions to interfere with her relationship with God, while Mary chose the better part. Are y'all here? Yes. Amen. Why? Because the better part can't be taken away from you. Yes. Amen. But see, what, what Martha was doing while she was doing ministry and i'm not saying not do ministry but you have to know you have to learn to um, understand times and seasons and discern times and seasons there's a time for everything there's a time to cry there's a time to it's time to do everything and so mary and martha is a good um visual of what i'm talking about today Amen. But we, God wants us to choose the better part. Amen. And receive mercy and goodness. And allow his love to strengthen and comfort us. And this is what Mary represented. So Luke ten thirty eight. I said that once. It says, Now it happened as they went, as they went, that he entered a certain village. Talking about Jesus. And a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Are y'all here? And you need to underline that word heard if you have a Bible. Because, Because she heard something. Amen? In other words, she gave her attention to the word she gave her full attention to the word she heard she had ears to hear amen so she was listening to jesus while he was giving his word and speaking his word 
verse 40, but Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. So now these were distractions. Amen. And distractions keep you from fulfilling God's promises, fulfilling the word. Distractions will keep, see, everything that Jesus was talking about, Mary had ears to hear. Martha missed it because she thought that hospitality was more important. Amen. So she missed it. 41, and Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. In other words, you got too much stuff on your mind. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen, wait a minute, but one, in verse 42, but one thing is needed, and Mary chose that good part, or the better part, which will not be taken away from her. Amen? So in other words, what goes in, nobody can take away. What, what you do on the outer is just something else done, and, and it'll, it'll wash away. Not that these things don't need doing. They need doing. And I don't want nobody to come up and tell me, well, I can't do that because I'm choosing the better part. It's called a religious spirit. I feel you. I feel you. Amen. I, I don't even know what to say to that. But I felt you. Amen. Just be on your, be on your watch. Amen. Follow instructions. You follow instructions. You can't. You won't have to figure out if you're doing, Amen. What you're doing? If you're doing the wrong thing, some people just do not want to follow instructions. Let me tell you what. I don't know how I'm getting on this for this time. <laughs> Sometimes when people don't want to follow instructions, they keep asking you the same question over and over again because they're waiting on you to change what you say. Because they just don't want. You know why? Because they're trying to put everything in perspective in their brain. You can't, you can't figure this thing out. All you, only thing you can do is follow instructions and that's your covering. That's so that you can stay, you know, if, if, if that came through instruction from the top, it's not the wrong thing for you to be doing. Amen. But see, your brain will try to tell you and put it in another order and say, well, this is more important or that. No, you to just do what you're told to do. Amen. Amen. You won't miss the better part. <laughs> I feel you. Now, let us keep going. Amen. That's the better part is what you're, you're uh, instructed to do. You will receive the better part. But, you know, in the natural, Mary heard, had an ear to hear. Martha was not listening. She could have sat at the foot of Jesus and listened to, and everything would, would have gotten done supernaturally. And see, another thing, Martha was working in the natural, so she didn't have a whole lot of help. That's really what's going on. Amen. If you try to look in the natural and see how you're going to accomplish things, you're already going to fail. Amen. You have to trust God that he knows what he's doing. Amen. And he has assigned you 
to the right thing at the right time. And when he's ready for you to move to something else, he'll let you know through instruction. You can't go by how it looks, it makes sense in your mind because it's not going to make sense in your mind, period. It's not supposed to. You know, it's like the Pharisees. See, that's a religious spirit. Sorry to tell you. Listen, when you try to make sense of everything in your thought process and in your mind, that's called religion. Well, that didn't go over well, but it's the truth. Hey, this is a little nugget of gold, and it's free. Take it. Amen. (laughs) Amen. And so you cannot figure out just just follow instructions and follow instructions from the top. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. But one thing is needed, and Mary have chosen the good part or the better part, which shall not be taken away from her. And this is why Mary was Martha was troubled, busy doing stuff. Because she was not settled, she was not settled in her heart about certain issues. And she didn't know how to get them straightened out with God because she was always somewhere doing something she shouldn't have been doing. Amen. But we must get the wisdom of God so we will know the right timing of things. Amen. Now sometimes it's a time to get all this stuff done. Like it's the time to get all that stuff back in that store. How many volunteers do I have? The timing of things. Know the timing of things. And nobody's excluded. Oh, that's not my job. Everything is your job. Amen. Amen. I feel you. I got (laughs) you. Mary had a relationship, a personal relationship with God and was consistent with him. She put him first. Martha, like Martha, we have received Christ in our lives. God is in your life. You're serving him, but he ain't in your heart. That's the Mary Martha syndrome. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we have to choose the better part. Amen. That cannot be taken away from us. And she was receiving strength on the inside of her. Mary's spirit man was being built up. Amen. Hallelujah. And see, this didn't just didn't happen overnight. She had been, Mary had been, Mary had been a consistent, uh, she had a consistent relationship with God. And that's why she knew she knew to be uh, in line, come in line with what God was doing. In other words, when Jesus started talking, she started listening. Mary stayed in the kitchen. But see, Mary's relationship wasn't intimate. She had a, she was born again. I don't know what they're doing. Would you tell all them people to come out of there? The word is going forth. My goodness. And so her, her relationship, Mary's relationship was intimate. Martha's wasn't. Are y'all hearing and understanding? Amen. Got to have intimacy. See, intimacy will cause us to choose the better part, receive the better part, and not, how can I say it, and not not, uh, be able to discern what's really going on. Y'all got it? Amen. 
So she received what Christ was saying. See, when Christ started talking, Mary's spirit man stood up like, wow. It was hitting, hitting her like a battering ram or whatever that thing is. Mary was saying, I got to get this stuff done. Because he came for, guess who's coming for dinner? He was a, he was a, and so she didn't, she had, that's what's known as a personal relationship. Amen. Hallelujah. But we need to choose the better part. God is coming back for maturity. Thanks, Nola. I forgot about the door. should have been closed. God is coming back for maturity, for what belongs to him. Are y'all here? He's coming back for maturity. Now, what time are we living in? These times where God is coming back for maturity. Are y'all here? This is the time. How do I know? Because I chose the better part. And I understand times and seasons. I understand times and seasons. And this is the season for the better part to come forth. In other words, if you've been receiving the better part of God for, for many years, continuously, this better part will come out of you. Amen. Out of you like coming rivers of living water. But the better part will come out of you where you'll do ministry. And you'll give a word in season. You'll be in season. Not thus saith the Lord God said. All that. But you will give a, a, a word from on the inside of you from heaven. And it'll be real. See, now's the time for the real. It's not time. Fake, fake has gone and sat down. Because people, even the sheep got tired of that. Thus saith the Lord. And let them know we're not, we're not receiving that because that's not a word. And then all this doom and gloom preaching. Not God. Well, we live in, in the last days. Well, the Bible already told us that. Don't, nobody has to preach about that. I mean, you know, give a word. That's not a word of prophecy. It's already in the Bible. Amen. And so what you have to do is when you hear the voice of God, you know because it hits something in here. And that's how you know how to judge prophecy. You know if it's real and you know if it's not because of the better part that's on the inside of you. will take that real stuff and grab it and receive it. Amen. And so that's the better part. You can receive, you can receive the better part. Amen. The word of God is the better part, that anointed word of God. Amen. So in other words, be loyal to God and forsake the false. Amen. Because God is coming back for maturity. He's not dealing with people that are still on milk. He's not dealing with that. It's too late. You know, so meditate on the word. Get under God's authority and his anointing, and he can redeem time. We, we, you know what? That's our job to redeem time. We're looking for God to do it. That's our job. You want time redeemed, step over, step over in that. Get in your word. Don't come out. Turn the TV off. Amen. And receive the better part. So we need to get delivered from people. That's the problem. Amen. Uh, who we lend our ear to becomes our voice. You need to write that down. That's very important. Who you lend your ear to becomes your voice. You know why? Because you start thinking like they think, talking like they talk. You've been, what's that? You've been bamboozled. You know what I'm saying? You start talking like them, believing what they believe, 
and it's nothing but a false thing. Amen. You're not listening to God. You're listening to what you've been told. So God is looking for our hearts. He's looking for consistency of relationship. He's not looking for somebody that's believing something because somebody else said God's going to do that thing. God's not looking for He can't use you in the end time army. He just can't because your mind is confused. That's called religious spirit. He's not looking for all this serving other gods. Not looking for that. All these other gods. You know, whether it's your job or whatever it is. Y'all know how the devil tries to separate us from the word. So be true to God and keep him on your mind and heart. You know, it's like he will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed or fixed on him, Isaiah 26, 3. You got, you got to do all of that. You got to speak on things that are good, lovely, pure, good report, thankworthy, praiseworthy. Think on these things. Philippians 4, 13, whatever. You got to do all that stuff, having done all. And that will cause you to stand. Now is that time. So this is that. Amen. Hallelujah. So be true to God and keep him first in first place. Martha got caught up in distractions. Amen. Hallelujah. And we're concerned about too much about how things look to others rather than our relationship with God. Too many distractions. And this is the enemy's uh, plan to, to steal you from God. Amen. Amen. See, distractions. L- listen to this. Y'all need to write this down because this was when, this, when God told me this. I said, wow. This is so good. I hope I don't forget it. Distractions are the enemy. Wait a minute. Distractions is the enemy of priority. Amen. Distractions are the enemy of priority. God is the priority in every in God's business. Is your priority distractions? Distraction is the enemy of priority. Amen. So watch what you pay attention to. Amen. Because distraction is the enemy of priority. In other words, what you put first on the list is seek ye the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all these things. See, distraction are the things. Amen. And so your priority is God. So distractions are Are the the enemy. Enemy of God. Or what is supposed to be first in your life. So that's what Martha did. She got caught up in distraction. Hallelujah. So watch what you pay attention to. Martha understood the ministry part. But Mary understood the worship part. And we need both. We need both. And see, this is why God wants us to be normal and be consistent and be balanced, self-governing. Amen. Because if you understand self-government, then you know I'm, I've been in here too long. The word is going forth. Let me get back to, you know, let me get out of here and get back to the word. 
if you're doing stuff for God. Say, for instance, you count money or whatever it is that we have to do because it's so much. When you know you got to, you got to, there's a way. Or if you're ushering or doing whatever it is that you have to do, there's a method to getting it done because you got to get back to the word. I got to get this done real quick because the word is going forth in there and I got to get back in there. So we need both. But part of self-government is having um, that understanding on the inside of you, that timing, something in your ear says, got to get that done. Got to get back to the Word. Got to get back to the Word. So we need both. Amen. But we have to, have to stay with God. Amen. We need to be doers of the will of God. Not just doing something like Martha was doing stuff. But we have to be doers of the will of God. Amen. Because Martha understood the ministry work. Mary understood the worship part. And we need both. We need to be doers of the will. Not just doing something, being busy. Let's go to Matthew 7. It's my last scripture. We don't have to just be busy doing something. But being busy doing God's will. Hallelujah. Well, how do I know his will? That's what a personal relationship is for. And if you have that, then you'll know. Amen. And that's why God wants us to be consistent with him. Don't be a a visitator. Be a habitator. Amen. So you'll know what's going on at all times. Hallelujah. So Matthew 7. Let's see. Verse 21. And this is not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of the Father in heaven. So those who do the will. Not all of this extra stuff trying to get a name, make a name for yourself. That don't work with God because he sees all stuff. Amen. 22, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord. Have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And these are, this is no relationship with God. It, it's significant if you have relationship. It's insignificant if you don't have relationship with him. Amen. You're just doing stuff to get promotion. And it, it won't work because God sees all things. Amen. So it says, didn't we do wonders in your name? And 23 says, and then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. In other words, what's that lawlessness? Things done in your own way. Not obedient, but doing things in your own way. See, this is why I tell people, follow instruction, follow instruction, follow instruction. Well, it don't make sense. Follow instruction and shut up. Just follow instruction. You know how many things I did that didn't make sense? I had to go to God. But I thank God when I would go to him and say, well, what is this about? He would tell me. Go to God. So he would explain it to me, to you. Amen. There's nothing he won't share with you. Amen. But if you're a disobedient, rebellious person, he ain't telling you nothing. 
But I'm going to tell you something, but you can sow your way out of any kind of trouble you got yourself in with God. Follow instruction, be obedient. Follow instruction, be obedient. Because, see, let me tell you what I found out from God. This from God. This ain't my stuff up here. Sometimes he'll give you strange instructions just to work the Egypt out of you. Just to get that rebellion out of you. He'll make you do stuff you don't want to do. Amen. For a season. Until you understand that you don't call the shots. Amen. I'm telling you. I mean, I did it for years. And when I say years, I mean like 20 years. Amen. Not totally feeling like this is really significant. But you know what? It's so significant. I can't even tell you. It was so important. Amen. So significant. But because my natural understanding didn't get it, didn't make it wrong. Well, you get it later. Your natural. See, this is not a time for your natural understanding anyway. Amen. Hallelujah. So don't miss what God is doing in this next move of God. That next move of God is now. Don't miss what he's doing. Because listen, God is changing platforms. He is changing platforms. Amen. And this is what the Lord was showing me about six months ago. And that's when I wrote this down six months ago. That he is changing platforms amen yeah, it's good to write things down now listen to me about this changing platforms god is raising up new blood that can't be bought does that make sense new blood that can that's changing the platform we see that in the politic the political arena right now and it sounds so crazy it's so strange and so out of order it's so but this is part of how God does things. Changing platforms because the person cannot be bought. It's called God. It's how he does things. In the, body, in, in the kingdom, it's the, same, it's the same practice. He's changing platforms because he doesn't want us taking sides with wrong. If you take sides with wrong, you ain't, getting, you ain't going nowhere. You ain't going nowhere. Amen. You can do everything right and have that one thing, but that's a big thing. You always must be on the side of God. You don't be on the side of your friend. They don't have no heaven and hell to put you in. You be on the side of God. Hopefully your friend is on the side of God. And if they are, more power to you. But if they're against it, then what can you do? Amen. So you must be on the side of God. Hallelujah. So seek him. Amen. Because there is new blood that God is raising up that cannot be bought. Amen. Not being bought by men. Amen. But being sold out to those who are sold out to God. That's where your alliance is. Your alliance is with God. Are y'all here today? Hallelujah. Seeking him and being lovesick with your father who awaits your presence. The lover of our souls 
who causes his face to shine upon us. Your buddy's face can't shine upon you. God's face shines upon you. Amen. And give you peace. Hallelujah. Him who shows his approval and favor toward us. That's God. You can't get that from a person. They can, they can pump up your flesh and make you feel like you're very important. Amen. But guess what? That don't work in God's space. It doesn't work with him. Because those, it's like this. Come, come low. Instead of staying high, come low. That means humble yourself. But those who stay high will fall. Amen. That's just the way it is. So him who shows his approval and favor toward us and gives us new mercy every morning. A man can't do that. Who is mighty with grace. So seek him for relationship, not man. We need to get delivered from man. Not being bought by men, but those who are sold out to God. Amen. And that's those who pursue So pursue God, hallelujah, a righteous pursuit, a hot pursuit, being in hot pursuit of God, amen. Well, Father, we just thank and praise you for your word, hallelujah. We love you and we bless you. Thank you, Lord, and we lift you up in the name of God.